welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing this week, my friend? Did you have a chance to listen in to last week's episode, where I spoke about how to help a grieving friend or relative with emotional support? There are so many ways to assist someone who is grieving a loved one's death both emotionally and practically. And that's what I'll be talking to you about today, the practical things you can do to help someone. Also, if you need help learning what to say to someone, and just as importantly, what not to say to someone, you can find that help in episode 14 and 15. Especially if this is the first time you're experiencing someone's death, and wanting to help a friend or relative through their grieving process. Take the time to listen in to those episodes, which will educate you on the subject, so you'll be a greater support to your friend or relative as they either begin or begin again through the pain. So when a person has died or was killed, chances are you'll learn about it in several ways. Either your friend or relative will call you personally, or someone else will call to inform you. Or you might read about it in social media. If the person was killed through an accident or even murdered, you might find out about it through the local media. Based upon your distance from your friend, you might either go directly to their home or call them. If you aren't in their geographic location and cannot attend the funeral, a lovely card or personal letter would be a wonderful thing to do. You might even add a gift card or send a gift. But if you are local and very close to this person, you'll want to be more hands-on with the help that you give them. Whatever is appropriate for your relationship and distance, let me share with you various ways you can help, and then you can either do so yourself or arrange for others to do these things in your place. We need to remember that when someone is grieving, they are usually exhausted from all that is happening. The emotional toll it takes, the planning of the funeral, the expenses, getting everyone in the family ready for the funeral with everything from what to wear, if they will have a wake, what kind of services and burial. What about the food afterwards? Will that be traditional or will you do something different? The beginning is overwhelming and they could use a great deal of assistance in many ways. 
Don't be embarrassed to ask if you can pray with them. It might bring them great comfort. Ask if soft instrumental music might help them. Some might think it's too much, but others would welcome it because the house becomes so silent. Based upon who the person was to them, their parent, spouse, sibling, or child, or other close relative, all determines how much of a role they will need to play in the planning of the funeral. If a parent, there may be brothers and sisters involved. If a spouse, they may be the lead person, although their children might help. If a sibling, other siblings might assist. And if a child, they and the other parent will decide next steps. Any way you look at it, they may or may not have any experience planning a funeral and might welcome your previous experience, choosing everything from the funeral home to the casket to talking to the pastor or rabbi or other religious leader they might be choosing, to the cemetery or cremation facility, and then what to do with the ashes if that was their choice. Will there be a gathering afterwards at a restaurant or in their home? Who will prepare the food, or will it be catered? Who will be invited? Everyone who attends the funeral, or will it be private to certain guests only? Certain religions honor their traditions, like sitting Shiva at home for eight days in the Jewish faith or gathering at home for several nights, kneeling in prayer to say the rosary for some in the Catholic faith. Everyone has their traditions, and even if they aren't yours, you can respect their wishes and attend if it's appropriate. At the beginning, it is necessary to go with the flow. See how you can help and what you can do to make their life easier at this time. Can you prepare food? Can you run errands, iron shirts or dresses for the wake and funeral? Can you order in food leading up to the funeral? Or organize the food that is coming from everywhere by loving neighbors? The days leading up to the funeral are filled with anxiety and stress and overwhelm. So what is necessary? Do they need help writing an obituary to give to the funeral home for the local newspaper and online posts? So often the information is not accurate or complete, leading to hurt feelings. So if they need help with this, they will be so glad you offered to draft something for them to begin with. Do they need help writing a eulogy? This is a painful need. Will they be giving the eulogy, or will they ask someone else to do it? Perhaps a few people of their choosing will speak at the funeral. What flowers will be ordered, and will they decide to ask in the obituary that donations to a favorite charity be given in lieu of flowers? We have had this happen at the Foundation for Grieving Children, Inc which I created many years ago. We started receiving donation checks in honor of a certain individual unbeknownst to us. 
it seemed it was decided that donations should be sent to us instead of flowers, and it was a warm surprise when they started to come in. From there, we looked up the obituary of the person the donations were remembering, and we would then add the obituary and a photo of the person who died, and we created a blog for the foundation site remembering that person who died. It was such a lovely thing for them to do. Another wonderful gesture is to connect with their friends and get duplicates of photos that the family may not have seen of the person who died. Group them together and make a beautiful display for the funeral home, or place them in a scrapbook to have available at their home for safekeeping. Will a memorial service be arranged at a future date, since many wouldn't be able to attend the funeral itself? They may need help arranging for this, help with the venue, designing and writing the memorial booklet, sending invitations, getting back RSVPs, and perhaps organizing food and drink after the service is complete. If children or other relatives need attending to, you might offer to help. Young ones might be fearful and unsure what is going on. Other family members might also need assistance in some way. Ask your bereaved friend or relative how you can help them with their family members at this time. Do they need someone to take care of the baby? or very young children while you and they are attending the services and the funeral. It is not appropriate to bring young ones to the funeral, since they may disturb the peaceful tone that you would want for the adults to grieve. Crying, running around, playing with video games on phones all disrupt the rooms for those who are in emotional pain and just need time to deal with their loss. And it's not just children who are insensitive to sustaining a peaceful environment. I can't tell you how often someone will forget to mute or turn off their phones entirely and it rings or dings with every email or text that they are receiving. Please be aware of your surroundings and how it will affect the bereaved, not just at the service and funeral, but also at their home, should you go back with them afterwards. In the weeks ahead, there are still many practical ways you can assist, which your friend will be so grateful for. Remember to ask what they need, not just in the beginning, but all along the way. And if they can't think of anything, you can always give them suggestions. Casseroles and other meals graced their doorstep in the beginning, and there probably wasn't enough room in their refrigerator and freezer to store it all. But later on, when the meals have stopped, that's when you step in. Find out what their preferences are and gather friends to set up a rotation. Perhaps you can set up a calendar when a group of you will take certain days each month for several months. If cooking isn't your thing, you might send dinner from a local takeout.
Another idea is to provide restaurant gift cards or invite them to your home for dinner. This also helps them to escape their home and get out with loving friends like you. And if you've cooked for them, place your name on the containers so when they get around to washing them, they will go back to the right person. You might also deliver a nice basket of non-perishable foods and snacks for them to pick on when they are hungry. If you are able to financially help, you can always write up a grocery list with them and do the shopping yourself. One less errand to run is a blessing in disguise. Other household help could be to mow their lawn and do yard work for them or pay for the services so they don't have to worry about it. Also, since cleaning the house is not something they may have the energy to keep up with, it would be a significant stress reducer if you would clean their home on a monthly basis or twice monthly basis. Often, when we are grieving, the last thing that matters to us is worrying how clean our home is. Take this off their plate. Do remember, though, that sometimes a friend might be concerned about you seeing their dirty home. And if that's the case, perhaps you can pay for a cleaning service to do it for them. But if they aren't shy, could you show up? with a basket full of household cleaning supplies so you never have to ask them if they have this or that and just barrel through their home twice a month. Maybe bring friends with you so it was completed in record time and then all have a soothing drink together with your bereaved friend. The only stipulation would be is to tell him or her that no one will move, remove, or throw out anything. After a loved one's death, their possessions, especially those of the person who died, are important. And they more than likely will want everything to stay in place until they are able to part with it, pack it up, or release it. That choice is definitely not yours, so please respect that. And don't forget to offer to put the laundry in while you're cleaning the home. This way, when all is done, you can hang, fold, and put it all away. Are there skills they might need to learn? If they didn't handle the finances, perhaps they need a lesson or two. If a young wife has died, her spouse might need help learning how to handle the children's needs. And speaking about children's needs, it's important to make sure there are child-preferred food in the home. Things children and teens tend to snack on. Perhaps not everything that is cooked by family and friends will be something that will be their favorites. Also, ask if you can babysit the children for the day to give your friend or relative a much-needed day alone. Maybe you can bring them to your home to visit with your children, go to a movie or other activity they would enjoy. Children often don't get the attention they need after a loved one's death. They could be hurting so badly, but the focus is always on the adults. I remember attending the funeral of a 41-year-old father 
who died suddenly of a heart attack. His seven-year-old daughter was walking around with her best friend. I found them in the bathroom at one point, sitting on the floor together, not saying anything to one another. So I decided to sit down on the floor next to them. They didn't say much, so I just sat there with them. What I remember distinctly was how grown women came into the bathroom, and while they were washing their hands, they would look down on us as if to say, What are you doing down there? Not a sympathetic look for the young girls, but rather a pompous look, like, People don't sit on the bathroom floor, don't you know that? And my attitude was, I wanted to just be with these girls and support them in any way I could. I didn't care what those ladies expected. Those little ones needed a friend at that moment. So be aware of what's going on for the young ones in the family. Maybe bring them a small special gift to say you are thinking of them. Books, coloring books, video games, a stuffed animal or other toy. And don't forget the big hugs, because they are very much aware that life has changed for them. And if the family has pets, perhaps you can offer to take them for a certain amount of time. Make sure they have the food they need and the treats too. If you live close, maybe take them for evening walks or bring them to your home to play with your other pets. Another extensive chore that comes about several weeks after the funeral are the thank you notes. Can you contribute time to help writing them as well as for the stamps that are needed? This is such a huge job, but yet it must be done. One way to make life easier is to get a beautiful scrapbook a large one, not the small one that's at the funeral home where you just give your name. Bring this large book to the funeral home before the service begins, and in the inside cover, tape a piece of paper giving people instructions of what you want them to do with the book. Simply say, within this book, please leave your personal note to the family, along with your full name, address, phone, and email so we can thank you properly for visiting today. Thank you. You might also tape a photo or two of the person who died in the inside cover of the front of the book. Make sure you or someone else passes that book around, saying, Have you had a chance to add your condolences yet? And wait till they're done so that the book is always in your possession. Then, when you write your thank you notes, it will be quite easy. No struggling to call others in the family for names and addresses. Much too much work. Other things that will help them is to express your feelings for them with a simple I love you, or I'm thinking of you text, or leaving a post-it note on the mirror reminding them of how you feel about them. There will always come a time when you might help them pack up some of their loved one's belongings and put them in the basement or attic. 
Do not let anything be moved or taken away that belonged to the person who died. Don't take down pictures or wash any piece of clothing. It is not up to you to change anything in their home. That's up to them to do in their own timing. Remember to think of them regularly. Take them places. Escort them to other places they've been invited to. Help them get to appointments if it's too much of a struggle. Include them in all invitations, even if they turn you down. At some point, they will regain their strength, even if they only attend for a little while. Mark down special dates in your calendar so you can acknowledge their birthday, the birthday of their loved one who died, their wedding anniversary, the anniversary of their loved one's death. These dates and the days leading up to them can be quite stressful and lonely. Make yourself available during these times to listen to them, perhaps visit them, even going to the cemetery with them if they wish. As life moves forward, they might be experiencing happy occasions, too, like weddings of children and the birth of babies that they will need to endure alone. To keep up their health and well-being, you might treat them to a spa day, manicure, pedicure, facial, or massage. Maybe go shopping and purchase a new dress or shoes for them, whatever will bring them some pleasure and joy. If the bereaved person or friend is a male, you might bring them for a drink, go fishing together, watch a game together, whatever brings them happiness. So I want to extend a big thank you to you for listening to this episode. If you've reached this point, you are a very thoughtful friend who really cares for the special person who is grieving. Thank you for being the shoulder they cry on, the person who makes life easier for them, the one who is there when they need a friend. Keep in contact, even months and years later, even if you need to set an alarm to text them daily or every other day with just a photo or a few words of encouragement. It will be enough. They just need your tender, loving care. You, my friend, are amazing. Don't ever forget that. They are so blessed to have you in their life. So now, it's time to get up. Enjoy the music and dance, dance, dance. And if you're driving, you need to wiggle in your seat and move your shoulders and hips. And if this is the first time you're hearing me, you might think this is a little wacky. But just do it anyway, okay? Thank you for joining me today. 
remember to write five things in your journal each evening that you are grateful for. Visit my website, marymac.info. Subscribe to my list to obtain my free book, and so we can stay in touch. I'd really like to know who is listening from all around the world. And please rate and review my podcast wherever you listen to me. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak to you again soon.